We're speaking of the season of springtime in the northern hemisphere, autumn in the southern hemisphere, and of the seed. So the seed of oneself is mysterious. What is alive within it? It's hard to say. Scientists might speak in one language, parents in another, school teachers, children in yet another, animals in another. And the heart of the human being is seeking, aspiring to express the life of the seed as oneself. So what occurs in much of our human perspective is a description of the value of our life based on everything about the seed except the life. What does the hull look like, the husk of the seed? What does the internal kernel look like? What's the health of it seem to be? What kind of longevity and meaning and real estate did the seed's parents come from? The tree, the bush, the flower, the grass, the human beings. Where, where might that seed go? How might that seed be regarded so it could be thought of as really important? more so than any seeds like it. What color is the seed? What color is the inside of the seed, the outside of the seed? What color should it be? Are the colors of other seeds less than, more than, or critical of? And so we spend this tremendous amount of life from the moment of birth to the moment of death, describing, armoring, defending, projecting, the value of the husk and color in history, we think, is what happened to this seed we are and to all the seeds that have gone before us within our own family, known and unknown in our ancestry, and everyone else we encounter. But we don't really meet the life in the other seeds, do we? Unless we engage the quality at the very heart, the kernel within K-E-R-N-E-L, not the colonel, like a military figure, colonel, K-E-R-N-E-L, the colonel, the, the depth of the heart of the seed within you and me. And what occurs in this is we still are trying to establish how long will you live or I live if we come from where in us is life? And we don't know. It's, my, it's mystery embodied, mystery incarnate. That is oneself alive as a human being. It's glorious and of awe and humble and real. And that's who you are and that's who I am. And then when we bow to that in one another, we become that seed, that life between us. Different religions speak of it in different ways. In Christianity, I love the sense that is attributed to the being Yeshua or Jesus, where he is, is, it is written that he has said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there so am I. So this quality of two, there, there are two, we are gathered. And what a Christian calls the Christ force then somehow is there. Or let us say the 
prayer of Jesus that we find that place between us of life in you and in myself. We meet in the promise of Jesus or of other great souls whose names we may or may not know. What gorgeous quotes might be attributed to Moses or St. Therese the Little Flower or incarnations of Kuan Yin, a woman saint in Hinduism, a woman saint in Sikhism, who might have turned and embodied a quality of the living seed within her heart of hearts, inspiring the living seed within the heart of hearts of another to write down what she said today, a year ago, a lifetime ago, 10,000 years ago, 300 years ago. Please excuse the sounds outside there working on sidewalks and I'm going to keep speaking and teaching so that we continue to move through this. The men commenced just yesterday to start bringing the trucks and the construction cones and the seeds of spring here with our winter weather past have allowed the men and the occasional woman to come forward in their springtime construction clothing to address the work upon the earth at a season when they can safely do so and the materials not freeze or break apart and their bodies be able to engage it. So the sounds that I'm listening to that you may hear through the, the recording are the sounds of life. What are the names of these human beings who render it possible for me to walk with my cane on the sidewalk outside our home? See... I can thank the oceanic God, whatever we name him or her, who is the creator of all of those seeds and of you and of me. And for the secular humanist, the universe, the cosmos, from where arises that man and that woman and you and myself. Then our next breath becomes a sort of wondrous mood as we have the in-breath. Oh, there is more than I, yet I am of that which is more than me. So we breathe in life. Oh, I who am of the ocean, you who are of the ocean. Then the presence of our living breath within us rests and engages our life force, let us say, our chi or hara or the prana, the spirit of our being alive. And then we are engaged to be and to embody, to enact, to do something. Oh, this gesture of my life and I breathe out. This gesture of your life and you breathe out. The gesture of the men upon the street who are breathing in and out and working either harmoniously or with the challenges of what each one and all of us are learning about the safety of the mystery of God in the seeds of the tree of life, of which all of us are a part. I'm going to turn to two other people today, not from Cynthia and, and Sir Stephen Spender and his wife Natasha, to uh, Rabbi 
Dove Hoffman, his name is Howard or Hanok, his formal name would be Hanok, Rabbi Hanok Hoffman, Hanok Dove Hoffman. Uh, his American name would be Howard Hoffman. He's a great educator, he's an elder. He lives in Denver, Colorado. He would be an elder now. I would say in his 80s or 80 or late 70s, but his mood and wisdom, humility, and the temperate manner in which he embodies his family is a man, a patriarch, a husband, a brother, a father, is one of tempered contemplation. And he's crafted the life very deeply within nature so that for many, many years, he would go hiking out into raw areas of the Western United States and Canada into regions which are quite remote. And he came to know certain areas very deeply and then he would take members of his family out into such lands, uh, clients he was working with, students, and troubled people, people going through tribulation in society or through having broken the law. A story he recently told, the Father Keating Snowmass group, of which we are a shared part, was one of many years ago hiking up into remote areas of the Rockies in the United States. And he was with hardened criminals. And there was a great deal of snow, 12 feet of snow. And he said, it came the day of the Sabbath, which for him, as a very reverent man of God, he prefers to step into the practices of quietude and introspection and respect traditionally born and embodied of that Sabbath day. And he told the men, you can stay here with me. We'll make a snow cave or make a camping place here or you can go on, but it was difficult to see in the storm. You can go on to the next place if you want, or you can stay here with me. You don't have to stay, you can go, but I'm not going. So he stayed, and in that beautiful mountain air and snowfall, he kept breathing and praying and tending the seed of himself as life, Ohayim, in his Hebrew language. And he said, we had a beautiful day. None of the men went on. They all stayed with me. And then they went on to the next place safely. So perhaps 30 years after it occurred, the life force in the breath of him remembers and still alive imparts to my, our colleagues and myself, I, I would be of an age to be like a daughter, a spiritual daughter to him, to embody this principle. No, no, no one hurt another being there. The men didn't harm one another. They didn't harm him. He didn't harm them. He safely cared for them in life. And for him, he first safely cared for them in God, in the universe and in the mountains of the Lord, 
out through the snowfall of the Lord and the forests of the Lord and his own body. He knew how to do this. If he'd gone on thinking, I must preserve our lives by going on, for him, he would have felt he was going on without God. If his conscience within his heart of hearts had moved him, oh, in my in-breath, I am receiving grace, showing me we must go now, even though it's the Sabbath. I will pray my Sabbath prayers while we are walking through the blizzard. He is cultivated in studying that quality of the seed of life within his heart of hearts. He would have gone and said, we're going to the place. But it isn't what he experienced. He experienced that quality of grace, the place in him which is alive, that they were to safely stay in that storm where they had the camp and could care for one another. It was a moment of respite. And then they went on. And then these many years later, he imparted the story to his young colleagues, including myself and several of his older peers. So as I receive that, I feel a quiet listening to God, turning towards God in everything and everyone. I went through a similar whiteout many years ago uh, in the Kenai Peninsula of Alaska in massive snow, carrying all of my own equipment, walking with one of my colleagues on cross-country skis, and with my wonderful 85-pound uh, golden retriever mix, Bertolucci, called him Lucci. And I was aware that we could not stop. We had to continue walking. The seed of life within me, within my colleague, colleague Jay Seymour, was aware we are to move, we are to walk. The Forest Service knew we were there at a Forest Service cabin, and when we would be coming out from about an 11-mile place up the mountains. So they knew if we weren't back by that next day to come looking for us. And I knew the storm was so severe that if we stopped walking, we could make a snow cave. We were both very trained in how to care for ourselves. Jay was from Seymour, from, Jay Seymour was from Kansas. I was from the Northeast. We, we were trained, especially myself, of how to be in, in deep winter weather. Lucci would have been able to survive. We all would have been fine, maybe, God willing. But we are not the creator of the whiteout blizzard, the forests that were all around us, the mountains and the earth, the firmament of the earth. So in my in-breath, in prayer, and my love for God, I knew, Jay, we must keep moving. So here was Rabbi Hoffman speaking to us of traveling with hardened criminals and knowing they must be prayerfully, contemplatively still and rest and stay in one place during the storm and then go. And I, who had received a similar storm in the late 1970s, had known I must ski. We must, Jay and I must be on our skis crossing, crossing over the pass and down, down to the lower road.
and we did. Each of us remained alive. Those in our charge, the men in his charge, the colleague in my charge, my beloved pet dog, we all lived. We were all safely shepherded by that great mystery of grace forward to who we are to be, how we are to breathe, receiving the mystery in the in-breath, the embodiment of I am, and the gesture of the movement of life caused by that, that living prayer, you are and I am. And then as we come forward, we are answered by God within all beings, within all of creation. This is always true. So I think that if you would move toward in your breath and your heart and your observation, however you practice contemplation or mindfulness or witness consciousness state by being back between the ears, behind the eyes, and the brow chakra. If you remain present with that state within your being, you'll find that you begin to let go of the husk, the shell, the outer armament, just as when a seed springs forward of a little uh, mustard plant, or an herb, or the sequoia pine cone here before me, it opens and that shell or husk releases the inner meat or heart of the seed which receives the light and the water and the earth, the soil. And its path is then shaped by heaven through that kernel at the very center of the seed to become the great sequoia, the small blooming poppy or lavender blossom, the shrub, the human being. And it's necessary for you to find your path within the creator so that the creator and you become the life. And then the life becomes your gift back. When you do this, the heart is content. The soul is real and fulfilled. The mind is studying reality. You are alive. I am alive. Rabbi Hoffman is alive. At this Passover and Easter and Ramadan and Orthodox Easter season of our Abrahamic faiths, and seasons of the cherry blossoms in the Shinto traditions of Japan, and seasons of springtime festivals in Buddhism and Hinduism, and this faith and this faith, this part of the family of humankind, this part and this part. Then as we go on, what occurs is we are not defined by the scars of the past, the remembered and not remembered places of the seeds of the past move through us as our 
legacy oh my ancestors how they were answered in the whiteouts and storms and droughts and famines and the beautiful times of bouquets and weddings and pregnancies and births and health with nutrition and work to achieve a, a life that was prosperous or well. All of those move forward through us as a great weaving of grace. And this becomes part of the signature of who you are and who I am of that ocean of God you this dewdrop of the entire ocean me this dewdrop of the entire ocean oh my goodness the ocean meets all around us and between us and in you and in me and then we know what to do beyond all weapons so when we take the concept of what was in the womb of our mother and what was in the womb of Mary having Jesus and for those who believe he had a twin, something was in between the twins. Or for people who don't, what was in Mary's womb? What was in your mother's womb? A babe in the being Yeshua or Jesus and a babe in the being who you are Meeting, oh, we are both of the same ocean, that boy and myself across 2,000 years. Oh, we are both of the ocean. Whatever faith you or I are from, whatever part of the tribes of the human race, you who come from heaven into the womb of Mary and myself who came into the womb of my mother, Teresa, Teresa Helen Wonderlakin. Oh, we are family of that which is holy. We are two seeds of the garden of the Lord. And then the mystery of what God has moves through us. And there is life. And when it caretakes the study of holiness, that which is heaven, that which is holy, we always, always know what to do. And the gesture from the heart and soul is beautiful and real and calls forward the oceanic in the heart and soul and life of every other human being from the present remembered back into God, into the cosmos, and remembered forward into the great promise of the garden that is heaven on earth.